0: Good day everyone, welcome to the maiden edition of the Banking and Finance Podcast of Pechstone and Grace. My name is Kamwosu, and with me is um, Emmanuel Abraei, both from the Banking and Finance Law Practice Group of the firm. In this podcast series, we would be cursorily discussing salient topics in um, banking and finance law and practice, especially as it concerns the Nigerian climate. For today's topic, well, it, it promises to be an interesting one, we've looked at uh, the current business climate in Nigeria. Um, and We found that one major and recurring restraint faced by business owners is the difficulty in accessing readily available funds to pursue a venture, um, expand operations or to even stay afloat. So, There are a whole lot of reasons for this. One could um, readily point at the cumbersome process of accessing bank loans um, on one hand. Um, there is also the unreasonable repayment interest rates accruing from the banks um, due to the monopoly which they um, have on the other hand. We're not here to discuss problems. Um, We intend to show um, a new financing model which could be a sign of relief for business owners and that model um, is factoring. So um, we want our listeners to um, understand what um, factoring is all about. Um, We would be answering pertinent questions um, which will be put to us, um, which um, we feel our listeners um, would at the end of the session be put on all fours with the concept of factoring as a viable financing arrangement um, in Nigeria? And so we begin.
1: Could you give a brief background of what factoring is all about?
0: So factoring is simply the sale of account receivables to um, a third party known as a factor company at at a discount. So we'll just consider a hypothetical example for easier clarity. Um, We'll consider the selling company as company A. So company A regularly supplies um, iron rods to company B on credit. So company B has um, an agreement with company A to pay the invoices on those iron rods supplied within 60 days of the receipt of the rods. Now Company A might need um, money, it might be having some liquidity challenges, so it cannot wait for 60 days to receive payment from Company B. So what does it do? Company A sells those invoices um, to Company C, which we'll consider as a factor company now, at a discounted rate could be 5%, could be 10%, whatever is agreed between the parties. Um, uh, so. This is exactly how a factoring arrangement works. Um, you could you could consider it similar to a relationship between a borrower and a lender, in that the lender would advance money to the borrower on terms. But the major difference, and with factoring, is that the relationship is tripartite. Um, so the seller of the goods would assign his trade receivables to the factor. Who would buy those receivables at a discount? And then the factor will now proceed against the seller's debtor to recover the, the invoice. And so the profit is the discount which the factor company would get on the receivables. Um, another major difference is that factoring is not a um, loan. That's why you say that a factor, factoring arrangement does not create a debit in the balance sheet of the company. So it's not really categorized um, as a new debt.
1: So from what you've explained, who are the parties to a factoring arrangement?
0: So basically there are three parties um, directly involved um, in the factor transaction. We have the selling company, um, that's the company that sells the accounts receivables to a factor, who is the second, or rather the third party um, in this transaction. That purchases the receivables. And then we also have the company's customers, sometimes considered the debtors, who must now pay the receivables to the factor instead of paying um, the company that was originally owed the money. So, yeah, there are basically three parties to a factor transaction the selling company, the company's customer, and the factor.
1: For the clarity of our listeners, what are the upsides of factoring over other financing models?
0: Uh, This is is a very interesting question. So, the major advantage factoring has over other financing models is this. One, factoring is not a loan, which is a very good distinguishing factor um, ac- um accessing the credit facility um by a, a business or a company that needs um liquidity as i've explained earlier could be cumbersome could be cumbersome process um obtaining the loan and then repaying the principal with the interest rate now factoring is good because it's not a loan um from that you know that it does not create there's no debit created in the balance sheet of the company when you employ um, a factory model, um, so you can look at it as a new death. But even as it's not a loan, it guarantees liquidity because once you've entered into a factor arrangement with a factor company, you get, you get um, access to funds, albeit at the discounted rate of what you're normally getting, but you get readily accessible funds at the time when you want it, so that's one major advantage. Two, you get those funds and it does not count um, as a new debt on your account, on your books of accounts as a second advantage. Three, you've removed, you sort of removed the monopoly which banks have as it concerns financing solutions, um, circumventing the whole issue of going through um, the collateralization process and then having to repay um, unreasonable interest rates. And um, ultimately factoring will aid um, the economy to grow because of um, the influx of more working capital for businesses to use. Um, so that's just two. That's just, those, are, those are the major advantages um, of, of factoring.
1: I understand from your earlier explanation that factoring could take two forms recurse and non recourse How does one differentiate between both?
0: Um, it's a simple differentiation really. When you say that a factoring arrangement is with what that means is that the factor company, in the event that um, the said company is unable to um, recover the amount due on their account receivables which it has bought from the selling company, a said factor company has the right to proceed against the selling company to recover said debt of the debtors. Um, it's the opposite when you look at a factoring arrangement that is without recourse. Without recourse simply meaning that where the factor company is unable to recover from the debtors, the worth of their current receivables, it cannot p- come back and proceed against the seller. So it's more or less bear um. The repayment, the repayment risk, more or less, bear all the repayment risk. In the event that it cannot recover its money, it bears the loss. With recourse, it does not really bear the loss totally. It could still go back and collect from the selling company. Um, at the end of the day, these two differentiations um, fall to um, the contractual arrangement between both parties. You would understand that where it's a factoring arrangement without recourse, there will be other um, mitigating. Um, clauses which will be imputed in the contract agreement within parties to help soften um, the risk or, soften the landing of the factor companies in such events.
1: Okay, let's bring it on. Do you know if factoring is operational in Nigeria?
0: Well, not, not as much as it should, but there is a form of factoring operator in Nigeria um, known as reverse factoring. Um, in reverse factoring, here the banks play an intervening role between a company and its suppliers. So the banks will commit to pay the company's invoices to its suppliers at a fast track pace, of course, in consideration of a discounted sum on the um, amounts, on the cost of the invoices.
1: For that so do you think factoring should be employed more in Nigeria for businesses to thrive
0: oh definitely um, you would find that many if not if not most companies would at one time or the other struggle with liquidity challenges um, it could be due to delayed payments for goods sold um, or services rendered now these challenges could results in added financial strain to the companies um, by way of um, uh, letting them venture into unplanned borrowing restructuring mechanisms and all that. But the solution could lie in factoring. Now one could misconstrue factoring as um, a last resort for distressed companies but it's actually a flexible financial um, plan available to any business irrespective of of its credit situation. So, factoring will reduce the time which the company would use to realize the receivables. Factoring will also play a significant role um, in the future of um, trade, receivables, and supply chain finance um, because it will offer an added secure and convenient means for financing and securing transactions. I would um, 100% um, advocate for more companies in Nigeria to employ factoring as a financing model.
1: all the advantages of employing a factoring arrangement? Are there any downsides the public should be mindful of?
0: Well, as with any other construct, there would be um, one or two um, disadvantages to be, um, to take into consideration. Factoring wouldn't be any different. Um, So, for one, factoring you could consider factoring as um, a model that could be susceptible to fraud. Um, There there, there could be situations where invoices um, could be forged, um, just like with any financial instrument or document. Um, However, there are ways to significantly reduce um, the potential for fraud Um, through the use or employment of technology. You could substantially reduce that risk there's another downside um which is more or less negated by the immediacy of invoice payments and that's the discounting of the invoice um the selling company is supposed to receive a certain amount of money um but it needs that money at an earlier date so it goes to a factor company the factor company says i'll give you this money but i'm going to take social amount from it so by so doing, the selling company has substantially reduced its profit on whatever it would get from from the the account receivables, and it gets worse depending on the bargaining power of the factor company over the selling company. So that's another downside. Contractually, over time, there might be um, checks put in place to ensure that um, the contractual power does not slant more to. The side of the factor company but will be balanced to reduce this disadvantage. Now there's also the concern of um, contingent liability but this is as it concerns recourse factoring. If you recall what I explained on recourse factoring. So here, where the debtor now fails in paying the factor, the factor company can proceed against the selling company to um, re- to repay the debt. So this the, this is a contingent liability that still rests on the selling company.
1: Finally, on the legal aspects, is factory regulated in
0: Nigeria? Well, again, not as much as would have been expected to have been done at this point in terms of regulation. Um, but much has been done anyway. There's been a whole lot of groundwork um, which has been put into setting up um, the legal and regulatory framework for factoring in Nigeria. Um, so sometime in 2017, we have the Nigerian Factoring Working Group, NFWG, um, which was commissioned by the African Exporting Import Bank, AFREXIM, and the Nigerian Exporting Import Bank, NEXIM, as well as um, Factoring International, the FCI, which is the international body for factor transactions globally. Um, so the NFWG, was mandated or set up to facilitate the passage of factoring ass- assignments bill um, to pass it into law and ensure um, the creation of an enabling environment that will encourage the growth and development of factoring in Nigeria. At the moment the bill um, has not yet been passed.'s um, been a la- uh, it's been a while, but we we expect that uh, once the law is passed, um, the central bank of Nigeria will also um, take the front foot and issue a policy which will allow um, banking and other financial institutions to engage in factoring services. Um, this will o- this will open the floodgates for investments in the country. Um, new companies will be incorporated to our factoring services and other existing businesses would have readily available access to funds. Um, we have to point out that enabling legislation is paramount. For um, whatever reason, at, at least it would be best to um, mitigate whatever risk that might arise from um, a factoring um, factoring arrangement. So, the Factoring um, Assignment Establishment Bill would, um, if passed, provide an enabling legal framework um, for the establishment of factoring companies, it also restates the common law position on factoring um, as well as lay down the mechanism for dispute resolution, creating safeguards against fraud um, and some other objectives which um, a, a, a legal framework would aim to cure. But that being said, uh, it's also important to mention that even without an enabling legislation, factoring um, can still be um, operational.
1: all. I am sure our listeners found this session on factoring very enlightening. A big thank you to everyone for participating. Until next time, bye.